Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Boundless with me, your RJ DJ. No, just your simple, monotonous podcast host. It is what it is. Let's not exaggerate it and make it fancier than what it is. If that makes any sense to you. Because somewhere, somehow it did make some sense to me. But that being said, um, <clears throat> I don't really talk like this usually. The reason I am is because... Uh, I've had a late breakfast, which is like 1am. So does 1am even count as breakfast? I guess it does if you're having breakfast items at a lunchtime. I think it does, yeah. I really wanted to share my incredible breakfast story, but then I just realized it would be a tad bit about food and I can go on and on and on talking about food. The journey would never end. The dialogue would continue and make it into monologues and God knows what. But you know, how about we pause it and try to stick into what we... Um, what I, not we, we as you, I as me, will be listening to, which is something very random, but just a little, a bit of advice from, I suppose, me. And since everybody knows that my podcast do not feature heavy equipment or any kind of um, specific recording mics and stuff, because with the iPhone, you can really just have the best microphone experience. And I think probably with Androids too. Uh, but I know that like currently I have an iPhone, so yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. You don't have to like, you know, invest in specific podcast hosting equipment, which you should though, if you really want to, but well, that's a debate for later. And I probably would not have recorded today because I have plenty of work piling up and procrastination is something that me, like, it's probably one of my best friends. So we just get along so well. It's such a toxic relationship we share. Uh, we're totally codependent. Yeah, that makes sense to people that know what that is. But, however, since um, I don't think I'm going to have so much energy later in the day anyway, because I'm going to be just like a burnout sitting there waiting for my next meal. Uh, however, I thought I'd just, you know, take out the time and talk about something a little essential today. The topic might be pretty common and everybody knows and talks about it. It's called online hate and bullying and all the negative feedback on your social media that you get. So first of all, people that make a public account as is mine on Instagram, and it's specifically for my followers um, that follow me on my podcast. And everybody has their own reasons for being public, right? But sometimes your reason is not that deep or, you know, that um, well thought of. It just can be very random as well. You just want to interact with more people, see what happens. And it can be a fun little experiment or a fun little experience. It could be like a first of many things, right? The way people go for their first car drive or, you know, they just ride their first bicycle. They don't really think that deep into it, right? That why am I going for a bicycle ride at, I don't know, seven or five or whenever you had your first bicycle ride? Because I could frankly never ride a bicycle. I was so good with the tricycle. And yes, it's funny. I hope people laugh on this because it's really funny to me. And maybe it's not even that funny anymore. It's just a reality. I never really learned to balance on a bicycle. And so that means that whenever I would try and ride a bicycle, I would honestly fall. And I'm super clumsy. People who know me know I'm clumsy. In fact, even if you don't know me, that's the first thing you're going to notice. Oh, wow, she dropped a pen, a glass, hit her knee with the table while walking to the sofa. That's typical me. Uh, Growing up, I had a lot of bruises on my legs, on my um, knees specifically, because even getting into bed, I would hurt my leg. So I was that clumsy. Although that stopped happening now, I'm really happy about that. But yeah, still, I'm one of those people who are clumsy. And now at this age and this time, this hour, well, I take pride in it. If I'm clumsy, what can we do about it? Nothing. 
so you might as well be clumsy. But that being said, and my exaggeration of the pride and honor I take in being clumsy is far from the truth. Of course, I'm not proud of it. Um, often when I, you know, meet people, I have to super, I have to be really careful. If it's not about, if there's one thing that gives me a tad bit of anxiety meeting anybody, is that okay? I hope I don't drop this, or you know, drop the plate, or you know, um, sort of accidentally imbalance my glass or something. This this happens all the time, and I just have accepted it now, so it doesn't give me anxiety anymore. But at one point, it probably did. That oh my god, what are they gonna think of me? I drop everything. But then Snoop Dogg's track started playing in my head and it was like, drop it like it's hot. Yeah, so if you can, um, you know, look nice dropping a plate or a glass or look cute at it, well, I guess, I guess it works. Win-win for everybody. Yeah, if you know what I mean. However, coming back to what I really wanted to talk about. See, it's, it, I've been recording five minutes and I thought this was going to be over by 15. Not because I want it to be over. I Clearly, if you host a podcast, you're somebody who talks. So it's not a problem for you. Talking is like your infinity car fuel. You can keep going on and on and on. Just like, you know, imagine a car that is a need fuel, which does exist now. So, but like imagine it's driving forever. You can just, you know, drive from Lahore to all the way to Karachi and, you know, maybe even to Makran and God knows where. You don't have to worry about it. That's how it is with us talkers, I suppose. However, staying relevant can be a bit of a problem. Uh, anyway, coming back to once again, the third time, I have to remind myself, not not come back where we're talking about. Yeah, online hate and bullying. So um, so this is like a very general sort of a statement that I'm going to make right now. It will not be personal. It'll probably be learned from, it'll be a bit about experiences of other people. Slightly about mine too, but not that much. Uh, and there are going to be reasons for why it's not that much. So when you make a public account and you, you know, tend to put out everything, not everything out there, again, I want to say that whenever you're making a public account, I have followers and yes, I stalk my followers back and am not ashamed of it. If that's a stupid rap song that I'm making, I don't think it is. However, yeah, you know, it's only, sometimes you open your story views and you're like, okay, I have like 700 people that viewed my story versus, um, let's say when you have a private account, you've got only like, you know, 80, 70, 100 people that view your story, maybe 200, that's about it, right? On an average day. So you know all those 200 people personally, most likely you do. And when it comes to a public account, you do not know the people that are following you public, uh, personally anymore. So there are these random names and so you don't get time to really stalk them or, you know, sort of open their profiles and see who they are. If you have any mutuals or whatever, you can just scroll through them and that's it. If there is somebody you know, you're, you're going to know because, right, it's, it's life. But if you don't know them, you literally scroll through it. However, it can be slightly overwhelming that, OK, I have 600 people viewing my story and it's not not to take any sort of meanings out of it that okay what does it mean am i gonna run for president no or you know for office no just have no meaning attached just the numbers itself can be a little overwhelming you're like whoa that's a lot of people so it can be something as stupid as me putting out you know a recipe for what i had this morning and i will have 600 people viewing my story and that means i somewhere if you're a responsible citizen or even if you're somebody with a tiny bit of responsibility for your actions which by the way comes with some maturity of people i've met so many people in my life and people i've been very close to that were so stupid at some point in their lives like it's just funny now it's ironic and these people can be your closest friends as sad as it is uh not taking any names because i don't want to you know give them attention like that but i know they'd like it if i do 
Um, but jokes aside, really, no, I love all my friends equally. But, you know, you've had friends in your life tell you that, oh, this happened because of you, this happened because of you. But no, really, learn to take responsibility for your own behavior. I've met, oh, and probably I've done that as well in my life, that, oh, this happened to me because of you. And, you know, made, made a puppy doll face. Puppy dog face, not a puppy doll face. Did I just make up a new name? Puppy doll? Is that something? I don't think it is. But I guess uh, whoever wants to call somebody puppy doll, there you go. A new name for your cute, uh, cheesy lingo. Uh, well, okay, that was that was pretty cheesy. But it's okay to be cheesy. Um, so puppy dog face, absolutely. And I was like, oh, you know, this happened because of you. Like, but, you know, really, um, whatever we... I want everybody to know something at this time in the world with the pandemic going on. It's so important to be responsible for everything obviously but also for your emotions and for your actions everybody in their lifespan and their course of surroundings where they're with the family they grew up with the friends they have in their lives and the interpersonal relationships they make in their lives they've got the power to sort of control their own decisions so you know when you can say yes or no or maybe or okay let's maybe say yes and say no later or whatever you want no right now and yes later um you do have the the control that you this is the control you can have in your life right you can determine the outcome of your action but you can make the action so when you say that okay this happened to me because of you or you know you've ruined my life or this is such a common thing you you hear so many people say this every day uh recently i knew somebody you know who was divorced and i remember this friend was telling me about the situation and there was a rant going on between the couple and i know i'm no nobody to come and talk about people's private lives really i am nobody here especially not having been married i can relate right but still this idea of um blame game and the guy was like you ruined my life and the girl was like you ruined my life but really at some point we ruin our own lives you know or we ruin parts of our lives and nobody's life is entirely ruined it's just something we like putting across and say you've ruined my life i mean i can talk to pizza like that pizza you've ruined my life but has pizza ruined my life or did i eat that pizza you know and i'm pretty sure pizza does not ruin lives guys pizza makes lives better all the time anytime uh you know pizza's like yeah i'm at a loss of words i I feel so emotionally connected to pizza it's unreal i think if i get a dog i'm gonna call it pepperoni or maybe uh mozzarella or four cheese or i don't know like a pizza flavor yeah absolutely how margarita yeah that's a good one too okay nobody steal my dog's name my future dog's name if i get a dog at some point which obviously i will at some point but anyway for now uh yeah so we know we take response we should learn to take responsibility for our actions it's really essential in life and that brings me back to once for the fifth and the sixth time bringing me back to what i was talking about being public and being out there so again, in, even if you have a public profile, you do control what you can put out there and what you can't put out there. It's not like you have... I have seen bloggers that are documenting um, everything from their childbirth to the second they, you know, are in touch with their child to when they get home. And that's... I don't even know how they have the energy to do that. That's amazing. Good for them if that gives them validation or some sort of, um, you know, freedom or a feel-good feeling um, that they are generating by doing that well good for them right more power to them but um as for me personally i get too tired of even you know documenting like a day in my life it's just sometimes i do it sometimes i don't i'm like that i sort of you know facilitate between two different ideas or different actions 
and it's okay to you know yeah totally it's okay to sort of oscillate between two different sort of modes of your life where you can put things out there and you also you know can take the power back uh, from yourself of putting things out there so that control is that something you have so first of all people who think that you know the, they have a, they have a account that's out there for everybody it's public well yes it is but you know we do get to control what we put out there and that control is something you can have as a blogger or as an influencer or just as somebody with a public platform and you know people think that you really must have something to be public for no it just it can be you existing on social media that's fine too uh however i do want to draw a little analogy here uh we're 12 minutes in this podcast and i want to sort of wrap it up today and i think i say that every time in my episodes that i'm going to wrap it up this time and it's going to get you know uh, uh shorter than the previous 40 minute ones are but i think i end up talking so much that yeah well good for your ears but really the idea here is that we take social media as something that's absolutely man made it's you know machine generated it's algorithmic and so we can't really sort of make it organic the way real life would be the way it would be to meet somebody out in a cafe or at a starbucks or you know in a coffee shop or in a park or wherever uh, god knows where but you know sort of and especially right now in in this age because we're hit by a pandemic i really want to put it out there that social media is the closest we can get to being organic as human beings in this time right now so when you get hate or when you get bullied or when you get harassed or when you get abused at or when you get you know given threats life's a bit like that to be honest and this is not my message that oh okay you know be tough and like it's fine if you get bullied or it's okay if you're harassed be quiet about it no that's not what i'm saying of course speak out for it because that creates conscious um, a conscience among people that are your followers that sort of puts them on a leash where they can't say more than what they should say right it sort of um brings equity in responsibility because if you're not responsible as a follower then as a promoter or as an influencer or as a blogger or as just somebody with a public platform we can also choose to not be responsible we can also promote the wrong kind of ideas so clearly the responsibility equation should be balanced as are all equations in life just like that everybody has an equal responsibility on it if you're liking something and putting something mean out there you are responsible for it again somebody who uh, will take offense or derive an action out of your negative comments is different and that action eventually will be theirs but did you influence it yes certainly and if you did do you get the responsibility and the blame for it well guess what the answer is knock knock it's a y e s of course you do you know you can't just walk away and say well you know what they they should have been more careful of their mental health they they shouldn't have been public if they can't handle it that's true somewhere i agree do not be public if you can't take it cuz you're going to get uh i mean excuse my language but beep 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 loads of trash your way and you will get it every single day you know i can now narrate a story and again we don't take names we're the nameless foundation of stories that should be like a name for an ngo where i just tell stories and hey the name was a b c maybe d e f But really, uh well I yeah, well you know, you n- nobody should take names anyway. Uh, however, I knew someone who once came and told me that uh they were dating a certain girl who came and complained to them of like bullying. Yet the girl wanted to be out there and she absolutely wanted to sort of, you know, um just I guess get attention. 
And that is a whole argument. You know, we judge people when you're like, oh, do you want attention? We kind of make them uh, feel very insecure and needy, right? That, oh, you need attention or you need some sort of validation from attention. But really, this is a whole debate and argument. Doesn't every human being at the end of the day want attention? And I'll be honest, life is unfair. I'll tell you how it's unfair because we're not born with the same DNA. And um, biological preferences are also determined at birth, as uh, weird as it is. You know, people will like a certain color, they will like a certain type right from the moment that they're born. And it's really mean and it's sad and it's unfair and it's true, but that's life. And so that's the first time you realize life life is unfair. And it's really good when we promote messages of equality among races, colors, castes, creeds, religions. Um, That's the best way to condition ourselves to get out of this biological sort of restriction that people face at times. It's really good to sort of have equality in teachings, if not in DNA and genes, right? But people do kind of pick a certain preference. For example, me, I never like the color pink. I mean, I'm okay with it. I wear it sometimes, but it's not like I'm going to go and buy something pink. You know, probably not anymore. And I think the last time I liked pink was when I was five, but that was for like just maybe a year or lesser, if I remember right, because everybody had Barbie bags in my school and pink was a big thing. So it was like, oh, if you're pink, you're cool. And if you're not pink, you're not cool. Maybe it was just peer pressure. Who knows? But I'm not someone who likes pink, right? And most girls are really obsessed with pink. And I do, although I'm very feminine like that, I like a lot of girly things like dressing up and whatever else, you know, we love doing. And I think everybody likes dressing up at this point. I think guys like it too. I I don't know why dressing up has become such a gender-specific idea. But I don't like the color pink. And that's just who I've been. I've just been born with it. And I can't change it. But a lot of people do like pink, right? So it's a simple idea that how sometimes you can't control things. So similarly, the argument of attention can also be sort of um, a little misleading. People equate it with something negative, really. But it doesn't have to be negative. What if you do get more attention and you just can't help it? Some people do. Leaders do. Charismatic personalities do. Um, And with charisma, a lot of things go into play. It's not just about how you look. That is one part of it, though. You've got to be some sort of attractive to some place or some people in the world. And then it comes with how you talk and how you deliver your messages and what your ideas are. So charisma is, you know, it's a real factor. Um, And so when you do get more attention, how do you handle it? Do you get overpowered by it? Do you get overwhelmed by it? Or do you get intimidated by it? That's on you. But when somebody calls you up crying and says, oh my God, people are bullying me. Well, you know what? If you're feeling so bad about it, maybe think, why? Maybe think that do you, when you're putting yourself out there, can you handle it? Because a lot comes your way. And bullying is only one part of it. People get death threats. And I mean, how much more real can it be when somebody is threatening you with, you know, death it's pretty scary, right? It's it's probably really, really, really scary. Nobody wants to die. You don't, um, unless you are already suffering from suicidal behavior or suicidal thoughts and that's a mental illness and that's something you need treatment for. And that's okay. It's totally fine if you feel like that. It's, it's okay. Don't like hate yourself for it. Just get the help you require for it. Um, but really, even somebody with a mental illness would not like to be threatened of a death threat. It's that shallow, but people get it. And it's something that you have to be comfortable with. Because out there, when you step out in the world, and if you remember, our world, pre-social media, pre-digitalization, uh, when people would go out 
and talk to the masses and approach them and it would usually be about politics because that's how the world worked for a very long time only political leaders had the stage up front to make some sort of statement or give out um any sort of arguments to public it wasn't people like me and you we didn't count unless we had some office to talk about it and that's where social media has changed the power dynamics but that aside when these people went out went out and made speeches well they were hit with shoes with bullets with guns um with um slurs and eggs and tomatoes tomatoes to be the very least of the problems that they faced but yeah they were hit likewise and that's a choice you make out there when you go and you know i know it's probably going to be very easy for me to sit in the comfort of my house and talk about this uh do i get bullied yes do i get mean comments all the time do i get funny cheesy um sleazy uh slurs and uh blittling um sort of comments yes i do i mean if i could screenshot and put out there i really would it's, it's amusing at times but i laugh at them because i know that somebody is just trying to get my attention and that speaks volumes that if i enjoy attention somebody also wants it really bad even though they've got a private account but talking to me like that is simply in a way to generate a response from me and i understand that so i'm not going to give that response because it's kind of boring like you know that's just boring like i feel hate is boring i feel bullying is boring i feel uh, threats are boring i feel all this uh, you know sleazy slurs are boring they're kind of lame cuz uh yeah get over it you know get over it like it's just pretty outdated the world's moved on it it has we're doing big things we're thinking great ideas uh we're in the middle of a pandemic and we're awaiting a vaccine and trials are going on every day so we're out we you know we're out here in in real dilemmas and it's it's amusing because mental health has become the biggest murder of people at this point in time than any pandemic any diseases people are dying with suicide way more than they are of any other cause so these are our big challenges and this is our great war right now coat fight club however when people say lame things it's just really lame it's like okay you really want me to like reply to you aren't you? like you're so d- so see the thing about somebody with the public a uh, platform is that people will say this uh, this person is um wanting attention that's fine i'm telling you every human being does everybody wants to be liked everybody wants to be embraced everybody wants to be praised everybody wants to be acknowledged and validated and some people get it and some don't and that's the harsh truth of it really but when somebody falls below the belt in any form whatsoever and uh tries to get a response out of someone anybody at all remember that that is desperation and that is when someone's desperate for attention and that insecurity is out there it's it's literally out there you can spot it you can um sniff through it i would say anybody can it's not even surprising anymore at this point so that's why i don't re- reply to my hate comments that's why i don't get to them because i mean it's like right i just wish you good health uh, it's so sad i'm that you have the time to do this but okay i mean you know i wish you good health so does it affect me not really doesn't know but i know it affects people and this is for them you know that it's okay to have a public platform it's okay to be in in the eyes of people it's totally fine uh but with great power yes comes great responsibility and your responsibility is to sort of educate people about what you do when this comes to you or happens to you and how can you not 
get in a negative zone and reply to them negatively. That's what's really important. I mean, love your followers. I love all of my followers. Literally, every everybody who contributes to, you know, my podcasts. I'm I'm so happy. Um, even if they have mean things to say, I, I'm happy nonetheless because that's the kind of feedback that I'm okay with. I uh, put it out there, so I'm gonna get you know judged in all forms. And judgment comes both positively, negatively, and moderately, and that's fine. That's how it's gonna be. You'll have people who vote for you, people who don't, and people who are confused, the ones that make the real decision. You know, you've got the anonymous voter um, or the conflicted voter who's not too sure about you. And that's, ha- that's, li- that's life, really, guys. That's just life. You're out in your family, you're gonna get judged. You know, one of your family members is gonna love you more than the other ones are. And that's just how life works. And you know you've got this permanent vote in your mother, and then you may not have like a permanent vote with your dad. He might agree with you, he might disagree with you. Your brother might agree with you, might disagree with you. So you know things like that keep revolving in our respective environments, and social media is just like that. I'm not saying everybody's your family there. Uh, no, that's a joke if someone believes that. But they're people, and when you interact with them, they'll like you, or they will not like you, or they will be confused about you, and somebody might as well attack you. But that is a choice you're making, guys. So if you say, oh, online bullies have ruined my life. Yes, they have the power to, but you've got the power to as well to take that bullying, to take that critique, um, and to not give a shit about it because that's who you are as a person. Whatever you're putting out there on social media, uh, believe me, it reflects your personality. You know, you can think that, okay, these are just pictures or these are just, you know, captions or these are just words or statuses. No, they reflect your personality. Uh, it takes two minutes to just, you know, go through somebody's socials and judge them. It's so easy, really. And imagine if you have, like, you know, if you've done Psychology 101, I'm not even saying one, 201 or 202 or whatever, or, you know, detailed into it. And a lot of people do that. Uh, I'm very happy about it. You know, psychological knowledge has become so common. We all read these memes and these pages, and I follow them myself, and I really try and, you know, think about them and observe these things to help us heal they help us find ourselves and they help us discover people as well. So they're really important. Uh, without these traits and these, um, you know, factors of knowledge, it's very hard to analyze people. And it's very difficult to sort of come up with acceptable reactions. So it's really essential to have this information with you. But at the same time, when you go to somebody's socials, you can sort of judge them as well. You can find out the kind of person they are. So we're putting ourselves out there in the world and... This is the same thing as it would be interacting with somebody organically. They, they're going to figure you out in a day and in, in two or some people just five minutes, right? It, it's all about how smart and how perceptive you are. And when you put yourself out there socially, the critique you get is also the kind that you're going to get in the real world. The real world might be less harsh because it might be less instant to react. You know, it might not take a minute to get like 1000 followers, but or 1000 likes or whatever. But yeah, you will get uh, feedback in the real world too. It might just take some time, but it'll be there, you know. You know that, right? Uh, From the school you've gone to, to the people you've grown up with, to the friends you've had, to the social circles you've interacted in, you always have some sort of feedback. You know, you can always say, okay, if you ask somebody about a certain person, they'll be like, yeah, these are her good traits and these are her negative traits. And oh yeah, we know this girl or we know this guy and that's how they've been. This is what they're like. People will give you feedback. What is that, guys? That is your perception. That's what you've done in the world in the, you know, 20-somethings of, uh, 20-something years of your life, right? So when you get that perception, that feedback, social media is no different. They're going to judge you like that as well. Maybe even harsher. Um, maybe even more instant. 
So I'm not saying, again, again, my concluding point is not that, okay, fine, make peace and accept it and right, move on and let go and forgive. Yeah, I would like that because I'm in general a very forgiving person. Like my friends nicknamed me the Buddha of the group or something, but that's who I am uh, as yeah, my family calls me that too. But I really am a very forgiving person. For me, um, I think life is too short to cling on to any sort of negative memory or hate or anger or, you know, any sort of um, resentment, right? It's just really short. And we, we need to look out for the positives in everybody. Um, I'm going to quote Hazrat Ali here. Uh, and he says that if you will sort of uh, keep judging people for, you know, their negative sides and their negative traits you're probably never going to be with anybody you're going to be alone forever and it's better to look in the po- uh, look the uh, look for the positives in people because that way you can still make connections and I, that's not the exact words but this is exactly the exact meaning of what he said so i completely agree with that and therefore i that's why i'm forgiving as a person i just feel like life is tiny the minutes are rushing through like this podcast for instance i wanted to be just 10 minutes 15 minutes and here we are into the 29th minute already right so it's short so might as well let go of all the anger the hate whatever is keeping you from you know releasing your positivity to people as well so for that matter of course i would like everybody to be as utopic as me uh, but even i can't possibly be so forgiving for just about everything in the world right we've all got our limits and we've all got our boundaries However, um, the point again is that it's just really a gist of three things that when you're out there on social media, expect the worst. It's going to happen. I would say you're super naive to not expect the worst. That would be like me saying, you know, walk into a field of thorns and do not get hurt. Do not bleed. It's not going to happen. You're not Jesus. You can't walk over water. Quit it. That, that is just, yeah, maybe in heaven, but not right now. So learn to know that you're going to get you're going to be met with a lot of uh, negative critique as well know that what you're putting out there is your personality and be okay with it if you have um, attention seeking issues or if you're needy or if you're insecure whatever it is be okay with it know that it's a part of you either you heal it and fix it and then put yourself out there or you can make peace with who you are and know that you know you've got certain weaknesses and that's totally fine for example i'm talking a lot and I don't know if that's a weakness or not, but, you, you know, it, it is who I am and I'm not going to change it for anybody at this point. So, and people can take it, hate it or love it and it's going to be out there. And I'll tell you something, guys, there is some honesty to social media. For example, the numbers you get, they speak. Um, not specifically with the numbers that you get for your likes. That can be very selective as well and judgmental based on personal preferences. But the numbers you get with your views is telling you that people are interested in knowing your story. And it's on you how you choose to use that. Whether you use it for um, rightful causes like, you know, Kashmir and the entire genocide going on there right now. Um, Or you choose to use it for maybe a reminder of the Holocaust or the New Age Holocaust in Palestine. So it's really on you how you use it or you just document normal, small things that make your life better and can just be something relatable for everybody else too because at somewhere, we don't want to hear about all the bad things in the world as much as you want to change them. Um, literally, sometimes reading a newspaper can be so infuriating. You're pissed off at the world for all the right reasons and you carry so much anger inside yourself. It makes you so negative and it makes you so sad. 
I keep talking about HIV in Pakistan as a cause very, very close to my heart. And see, it makes me emotional talking about it. Do I know somebody that's personally affected by HIV? No, not even one person. But does it make me sad? Yes. I, I don't even know why. It makes me so sad, right? I can't control what makes me sad. But I just feel those people are helpless. They have a virus and they're being judged for it and there's no treatment for it. That's right. So they deserve better because they're our citizens and it's our responsibility to help them. But we don't even think about it in our privileged life. We think about other things, but we don't think about them. It's like, who are they? Oh, the obscure lepers of modern age in Pakistan or in an Islamic country, for that matter, where talking about anything sexual can be a taboo and leave alone a virus derived from an STD. So these are things that I get sad about. So if I read these articles, they make me sad. They have the power to actually make me enraged and make me want to change and do something about it. So similarly, the world is already as crazy as it is. And I think it's going to get a little crazier because, um, yeah, I hope it doesn't. But it's something crazy is always going on, right? <laughs> so therefore, the message of today's podcast, and really, I don't believe in having, you know, ending messages. I like things to be the way it is. There's a movie that I would like to recommend people to watch. It's called uh, Run, Lola Run, or Lola Run. It's L-O-L-A, however you pronounce it that's on you but it's basically framed in the concept of 24 hours so you don't really have a before or an after you just have it's a very artistic movie um and it's an indie film genre so you just have a whole day being shot in a movie so there's no summation there's no end point there's no message but it's just living in the moment and taking whatever we can so i'm not going to give you guys an ending message I hope everybody takes whatever they can, whatever resonates with them from this podcast. And if they relate with it, that's fine. If not, that's totally cool too. And just, you know, understand that there's some facts that can be changed. I think we've mentioned them already. And there's some that you've got control over. Always choose the ones that you can control. Always choose what's safe and healthy for you. And always choose what's entertaining and enjoyable for you. For me, even the hate is enjoyable. I, I, I can sniff through it. I can smell somebody's intentions through it. I can sort of unlayer their insecurities with that and you know i enjoy that too for me it's just like obviously i'm not a psychologist and i i don't have um a degree in psychology as of yet but for me even if i get a hate comment i'm like hmm that's interesting so it's almost like i'm their therapist and i'm like yeah i wonder what happened to you okay like i'm gonna like figure it out and it's just like it makes me curious because i've i've always been a very curious person um in fact fun fact my first words my first words that my parents tell me it's so funny people kids are like mom or dad or like you know mama or baba as we would in our local language but my first words were yeah guess what it was in urdu just my local language what is this Ye kya hai? so yeah i was born like a little baby einstein no i'm joking i wasn't born like an scientist but of course i maybe who knows right because I, I was super curious and i was like yeah yeah and i was pointing towards a toy or something or maybe a plant that's what i remember and my f- parents were amazed that this kid doesn't even say mom or dad and she's saying a whole phrase and the phrase is like yeah as in what kya as in what is this basically that's what this translates to yeah so yes what is this and guys always be curious because See, with curiosity, we can understand people and their hate or their negative sentiments. And that helps us not be so emotional and take it to our heart. But without curiosity, you will be quick to react. 
you will be short-tempered, and you will, you know, most likely give in to um, the worst of your sentiments. So I think curiosity really is a lifesaver for every situation. That's probably my concluding message. Be curious and be wild. That's me signing off, and I thought I'm not going to have a single episode in this month because of my crazy workload. But here's another one, and um, I don't know when I record one next because th- these are really impromptu. But uh, I just hope everybody has a lot of hope in the coming days because we don't know what's going on with the vaccine and how soon we can move out in the world. But, you know, hope is important. Hope is the only anchor that we all can cling on to right now. And curiosity. And bye.